ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a post-Civil War podcast. Spoiler alert, Lincoln dies and Lee surrenders. I found that joke hilarious. Anywho, episode five coming at you on the Civil War. Last episode, I was silly enough if you didn't listen to Trailer Trash to say we'd see you at Suicide Squad, but that was just me getting my timelines mistaken. So we're back, post-Civil War. We were going to see it. You all knew it. We all knew it. Everyone wins. So we're going to keep going here. Um, as always, I got Egypt with me. How's everybody doing? Very excited to bring up the Civil War. Before we even jump into that, like every single episode, we're going to start you guys off with the beer of the episode. For this fine evening, we are going with the Lagunitas Hop Stupid Ale. If you're not familiar with this beer, 102 IBUs. It's a hop bomb in your mouth out of the Lagunitas guys out of Petaluma in Chicago. Great beer. Amazing. Tastes fabulous. I've had it before. I don't think Egypt has. So this is going to be new and interesting for him. I'm actually pretty stoked for this. I mean, that's that's a lot of hops. And reminder, supposedly your body can only taste up to 90. So anything over 90 is kind of a waste. So but this being 102 IBU, it'll get on you in a hurry. <laughs> Ain't no never mind. Cheers. Oh, that's tasty. Yep, exactly. As that's bad so tasty. Yeah, it's a good one. So, spoiler alert off the bat, we are definitely going to talk about Civil War, so the next probably 15 minutes of the podcast or so, we are going to be talking Civil War, tie in with the comics, etc., etc. So, if you haven't seen it yet, or you don't want your virgin ears bastardized by us, you should skip forward past that. But, that being said, Civil War, comics, we both took a time to reread it. Egypt, what did you find for the uh, little tie-ins that you didn't notice in the comics the first time you ran it through? Well... The ones that I, I actually skipped a lot of the tie-ins. Like, I actually just read the volume, and I didn't even pay attention to the fact that I never read the tie-ins. So going back and reading them, the fact that it started off with uh, Amazing Spider-Man and Tony calling him basically and being like, So, Peter, uh, I got a favor to ask. <laughs> and Peter's like, Yeah, Tony, what's up? And, and, and the favor is, Hey, you know that thing you've been doing for the entirety of your career about being a secret identity guy? <laughs> yeah, I need you to not do that. Is that cool or you know? Yeah, it's 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 not just a favor. It's like the granddaddy of all favors. That's like, it hey, was, I killed somebody. I need you to help me move a body, kind of favor. Yeah, and I was surprised. You know, uh, Peter Parker went with it, but that was honestly, I think the whole Spider-Man tie-in was hands down my favorite. I don't think there was anything else that I liked more. I really like that. I liked uh, the Thunderbird stuff where they they dealt with the the government stooge supervillains trying to, oh, gosh, to, yeah. to go get them. And the X Men was nice because the X Men was basically dealing with this new law that was similar to the old laws that they're already used to. Yeah. While at the same time dealing with dissension in their ring. So the tie ins were fun, and I I like how the movie. Even with its limited availability as far as characters and what they can bring in, still tried to bring in some of the big beats. One of the things I noticed was when Ant-Man goes super big and then gets knocked down, yeah, the Empire Strikes reference from Spider-Man oh, was, that was awesome. That was po- possibly the reason that like Spider-Man's my favorite in this. But it's little little witty jokes, man. They nailed it with that. Like For sure, for sure. That definitely modeled you know Goliath going down in the comic books and that kind of thing. So it was nice to bring some of these comic book tie-ins, things that they're working with even though they can't really do 
the whole Civil War with its vastness and covering the entire Marvel comic universe because they didn't have the entire Marvel comic universe at their disposal. No, and with the, with how many characters they were working with, I think they did a really good job getting everybody enough screen time. Like, I don't feel like anybody hogged it. Except um, Cap. Well, yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's Captain, Captain America's <laughs> Civil War. Yeah. But um, even, like... Oh, gosh, there's so much to cover on this. After watching this movie... I'm pretty sure Cap's the bad guy. And I've I've gotten this debate earlier this week about this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little curveball. Think about this. Cap is essentially the bad guy in this movie. A, when he goes to fir- and first finds Bucky in that rundown, scrubby little apartment that probably looked like my first apartment, to be honest. <laughs> um, if you lived in a third world country. <laughs> well, no, I'm telling you, it probably still looks like that. And it was like in Renton. It was bad. He beat the shit out of like 20 cops on his way down those stairs. He was ruthlessly beating the mess out of all of them. But Cap was also saving them and using more humanitarian methods. And all that time, he's like, Bucky, we can't kill anybody getting out of here. And he looks at Bucky. He's like, really? You just threw a guy off the stairs that I had to catch. And what? Come on, Bucky. No, but then it continues, though. He will do anything legal just to protect Bucky. The whole, and again. He does everything illegal. He does Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but but the point the point I think in in this is not what changed. It's Cap remained the same Cap, where he wanted to save Bucky after Bucky got completely brainwashed by Hydra, and Cap didn't change on that goal. The law moved around him to make him on the other side of that law. I mean, all you got to do when Thunderbolt Ross is up there and he's like, "Oh, Sokovia," I'm like, "Yeah, who created Sokovia?" Oh, right. Ultron, this supervillain that's mostly Tony's fault. Tony owned uh, up to it. Tony and, owned up to that well, one. In, in New York, blaming New York. I'm like, well, let's see. The cops and the, the National Guard were doing such a bang-up job oh, yeah. against those aliens from another dimension. It's a good thing, you know, because had the superheroes not been there, all that would have happened was, oh, wait, the entire country and Earth would have been controlled. So, yeah. Losing a little bit of collateral damage in New York's the problem. It's, that makes him unaccountable. Because Hulk was jumping from building to building. Oh, <laughs> God. And it's it's so much that they're, they're missing the point. I think Ultron, or excuse me, Vision, really did have it correctly. It's like the parameters have changed. There, there's a causality where once you have superheroes out in the open, you're going to have folks that want to take on superheroes. It's still the bad guys that are the bad guys. It's not the superheroes that are the bad guys. And even though the, the funniest thing now, we bring up the politics of this yeah. whole Black Panther proponent of the Sokovia Accords yeah. that are basically the Superhero Registration Act. Proponent. Except what happens as soon as T'Chaka dies? Um, I'm going to go kill him on my own. Y'all yeah. do whatever you want, but I like this bitch going to die. He threw politics out the window at that moment. He's like, where's my suit? Which Where's was, my suit? And it was and it was awesome in that that's very true to Black Panther's character. Like he has always been able to hide behind I'm Wakandan king. It's the same thing Doctor Doom does. Only Doom is sometimes a villain, more times a villain. More it's, times it's, a villain. it's pretty yeah. much Black Panther is the almost flip side to Doctor Doom as far as diplomatic immunity. And Seriously. I do what I want. He's like, touch me. I it's dare just, you. I it's dare just you. he helps with the hero side more often than not, and that's why he gets away with it. God, I love me some Black Panther. That act, What's the actor's name who played Black Panther? I feel like I should be on that. I can't remember I can't it either. For the life but he was awesome. Black Panther was a great addition. And, I mean, even T'Chaka, 
I mean, I'm willing to accept the fact that we haven't done the Black Panther origin story. We might not do a whole lot of it in the Black Panther solo film since since we've already got T'Challa established as the Panther. I we would don't like need... him to kind of skip it. Like, honestly, we got enough of it. Like, maybe a little bit about, like, him as a kid. Yeah, a little bit... T'Chaka teaching yeah. him, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes in the movie. But for the most part, I want to see... Claw or oh, whoever gosh. come at Wakanda looking for vibranium and and or finding Bucky and and you know sneaking that way in for when eventually they're gonna kill Captain America because you gotta kill Captain America at some point. He has time. to, and I don't want to see him go, but you gotta kill him, so somebody's gonna have to grab that shield. Well, then at the very end though, too, yeah, they like, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. He drops the shield, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is in that secret underwater base. The very last scene, Cap goes and busts him out, right? But what are they going to do from there? Like, he can't be Captain America again. Not not at that point. Well, he can be. He just doesn't have his vibranium shield. He's still got the super soldier serum pumping yeah. through him. He can still go toe-to-toe with anybody. He's still been a martial arts trainer for 70 years, minus his time in the ice. Yeah. He's still Cap, you know? He's just... I think we're going to see a little more of the... From the comic books, how they were hiding in, like, Nick Fury bunkers kind of thing going, which would be awesome. But does this mean that we could potentially see a Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon or, or Captain s- Bucky? Assuming Wakanda Ooh. unfreaks out his head. It's one of those two. That would be legit. They're both there. Just remember, this stuff is coming and it's going to be good. So you're telling me Cap's the bad guy? Well, I mean, you have to think about it. Like, he took out, at the, again, at the very end. So let's say at the beginning, the cops going down the flight of stairs... The entire time how he's going against... It's not S.H.I.E.L.D. It's General... The United Nations. It's the United Nations. It's General Thunderbolt Ross pushing for the uh, Sokovian Accord. And he's constantly fighting them the whole movie. And then at the very last... Basically the very last scene, he takes out the whole freaking jail, basically. There's no way that he could just jump back in and be like, Okay, guys, I'm done being a bad guy. Well, maybe maybe we get some secret Avengers, kind of like how it was in Civil War, because they had oh. the secret Avengers where they were still being superhero. They just weren't out of the shadows. They were, they were superheroing it up, stopping That's bad true. guys, catching bad guys, stopping villains. They just leave them all pretty in package. Like what Spider-Man usually does in the cartoons, where it's, hey, caught him. See, I would like to see... Your friendly neighborhood Not Spider-Man. that I'm saying, like, and I want to, like, really retract from what I'm saying and just let everybody know that I'm not saying that I hate Cap because he's a bad guy. I like him more. I like that he's not being his goody-two-shoes self. Like, he finally took took a step down, and he's not the Boy Scout that, like, I always look at Superman like... Um, He's actually getting gritty. He's not putting up people's well, shit. I, he's not putting up with people's shit, but I think that's because he realized, of like, all the things. Cap's principles have not changed. And, I mean, you listen to, to Sharon Carter's eulogy speech of Peggy at the thing. It's like, hey, if someone tells you they're right and you know they're wrong, your job is to tell even the whole world. No, no. You're wrong. You move. And that's, and that's where Good Cap point. is. Is Cap... Cap is the log of liberty. Like, he is Captain, you ain't gonna move me. He's a rock. I stand for this. If you don't like it, you gotta go through me to prove me wrong. And, I mean, that's what it is. The law never changed. Granted, I've been, you know, Team Cap forever if you haven't listened to our previous podcast. But that's that's all Cap is, is he doesn't let government special interests, he doesn't let BS politics get in the way of, hey, what is making the right decision? Can we save as many people as possible? Yes or no? Will we save more people by interfering than 
will die otherwise. Like, Scarlet Witch shouldn't be beating herself up because Crossbones had a bomb strapped to him that Cap didn't pick up because he heard Bucky and flipped out for a fraction of a second. <laughs> right. Like, no one has those reflexes, and we're getting mad at Cap for not being perfect every ounce every, of every, every time. Second, yeah. It's just silly. But disappointment in Civil War, for me. Ooh, what is this? Was Crossbones. How do you have Crossbones in for just... Just that smidgen of a smidgen. I thought he was going to get a little bit more showtime, too. I thought he'd get a little more showtime. I thought you'd set up something maybe with Taskmaster down the right, but you just, like, killed him instantly. It's like, how about, hey, what, why? And I kind of, like, I'm kind of mad that he took himself out. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's not the way a trained soldier of his caliber would go out. Like, that's, that's kind of lame. Yeah. Also, another question, another little plot hole that I didn't quite get and maybe you can explain this to me. So, you know, at the very end, and another reason I'm kind of mad at Cap, when Tony looks at him after watching that video of watching Winter Soldier kill his parents. Did you know? Did you know? And Cap's like, yes. I How think, did he know? I think, because there was no conversation I time. think what Cap knew, because did you know he said I didn't know it was him. I think he knew Hydra killed his parents, is what I think. So he didn't necessarily know it was Bucky. He didn't know it was Winter Soldier, he didn't know it was Bucky, but he knew Hydra killed his parents. And he didn't tell him that because, quite frankly, sometimes I don't think it really matters who did the killing. They're still not there. And like Black Panther letting his letting his, his hatred go and the not end, killing cool. Zemo. I liked it. I, I'm happy because I want to see Zemo in the purple mask. And a damn sword in his hand, and we didn't get that and in this we, movie. There's a good chance we can get it. So out. if I can get some purple hooded Baron Zemo, granted we can't really get Baron Zemo to his son because his son kind of died. died. Yeah, whoops. But you know, so as long as I can get some purple hooded Zemo and some you know furry cheetah cloth and that cheesy crap he wears, I'd be happy with that. One fact, uh, one little factor we haven't touched on yet, Tom Holland. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Fantastic. Okay, honestly, I was never a huge... I think we've talked about this in a couple other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, don't li- I just don't like Tobey Maguire. Like, I can't respect him. I just don't like him. He's so whiny and annoying. Um, Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man for me. This is just all strictly opinion. Not as great as a Peter Parker, and I hate admitting Happy that. I brought you to that side of the equation. I'm... I can appreciate Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. I don't like him as Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was obviously better, but he wasn't as great as a Peter Parker. Tom Holland now, I think, nailed it on both aspects. Like, the age range from his wittiness to his acting ability. Tom Holland all the way. I think he's my favorite Spider-Man. I think it brings us to the Spider-Man most fans are most comfortable with. Yeah. 15-year-old awkward high schooler yeah. Spider-Man. I think most people mo- feel most comfortable with it because I don't care who you are. We've all been awkward in high school at some point. Yeah. I mean, granted, our fans and us, we probably have had a few more awkward times than most, but... Like my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has been awkward in high school for whatever reason at whatever time. Something goofy happened or you did something goofy or whatever. And I think he, Peter Parker, part of the beauty of Peter Parker and Spider-Man is he captures the embodiment of that. Yeah. And and when he was talking to Tony, you know, the, I couldn't play football then, so I shouldn't play football now. That was awesome. That's a level, that's a level of responsibility. 
responsibility that obviously, you know, Uncle Ben ingrained with great power comes great responsibility. Which I'm surprised they didn't drop that line in the movie. They had a couple opportunities that I was like, he's going to say it, he's going to say it, and then he doesn't. I was like, oh, okay then. All right, next scene. Next scene. (laughs) Um, Again, Tom Holland, uh, during the fight, like the big airport fight, he was my favorite and most entertaining to watch. Um, Just because he was just all over the place. Like, he was... I think they've honestly harnessed Spider-Man's powers back to, like, more original Spider-Man. Because there was a point in time when Spider-Man was in the top four strongest people in the Marvel Universe. And it was pretty clear to see with the way he was beating up Falcon and Winter Soldier at the same time, that was an impressive feat. Another little favorite of mine uh, was him catching that punch from Winter Soldier. Yeah. You got a metal arm, dude? That's sweet. (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't even phase him that he knocks him with with the force that's, you know, beat the hell out of Black Panther, Black Widow, gone toe-to-toe with Cap, and Spider-Man is just like, hey, what's up? But... Everybody who has been beating it up on the memes obviously doesn't know anything about Spider-Man. Because no. he's got superhero strength to 10 to 20 tons at the low end. Yeah. So I don't care how cool Winter Soldier is. All he's got is that arm that brings the heat. Well, the heat. had that arm. Had that arm. <laughs> oh, it's Wakanda. They'll figure it out. The best thing. They'll that, make it vibranium now. What they should have done <laughs> is that, like, I don't know why, but I was just waiting for uh, Rocket to show up and just, like, steal the arm and run <laughs> off of it. I would have, I swear, that would have made the movie, like, ten times better for me. I did, like, I did very much like the Winter Soldier-Falcon relationship. And how they kind of hate each other. How they like, kind of oh. hate but love each other, too. Yeah. Like, when they were running through the airport, they get shot down, and then <laughs> Red Wing comes and saves him again. And he's like, you could have done that earlier? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, and I really liked what they did with Red Wing. I know he's supposed to be a bird, but in this case, everything's so technological ahead of... I thought it was cool. I, li- I liked how they did that, honestly. Yeah, it, was a nice, it was a nice tie-in and almost made me think of Silverhawks. Back in the day, but you know that's that's 80s cartoon greatness. That if you haven't seen, it's on YouTube. You can go find it. I'm sure. One last thing before we switch up subjects, Ant Man. Oh yeah, Ant Man. Like with his intro into it, like sleeping in a van basically, and then being like, "Oh hey Cap, I'm a huge fan." I was not expecting Giant Man. No, which is nice. And and like I said, I thought that was a more of an homage. To Goliath dying in the comic books, like it was. Yeah, I, I thought it was their way to say, "Hey, look, we've actually read these books. We're trying to do the story as best we can with what we got." So, ta-da! ta-da. You got a big guy. Yeah, it was great. And then again, you've already brought it up with the uh, gosh, that the, Empire Strikes Back line was was hilarious. I've seen a couple memes so far online <laughs> with like Ant Man as the actual Walker and Spider Man <laughs> as as the snow speeder, and it was it's like the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I did one thing I wanted to talk about was was Hawkeye because mm. because I thought Hawkeye wins best supporting for this like. Between his relationship with Scarlet Witch, which granted is probably a little bit of guilt, but just how he he was like, I know I can't beat Vision, but she can. <laughs> right. And, and his relationship with Black Widow, you know, are we still friends? Depends how hard you hit me. That kind of stuff. Like, he did a great job. I actually enjoyed him in this movie more than I've liked him in the other two. I think he was a little bit more roguish in this one, which, I mean, really, you're more not, Hawkeye. You're not going to, yeah. Like, I felt like he was more conformed in the other two. In this one, he was kind of more down to the Hawkeye that I know. 
And I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely Doug Hawkeye. Scarlet Witch was good. I mean, the one complaint, talked to a, a friend of mine who she was a big Scarlet Witch fan. Her problem is the movies don't do her powers justice. Well, they can't. They can't. And there's the no vexing and there's no magic, and it's hard to explain probability control in a movie. Well, honestly, if they really wanted to go comic book Scarlet Witch, the, like this movie wouldn't have existed. She would have just been like, stop fighting done <laughs> like no seriously like she is the most op person in the Avengers. she could probably solo the avengers if she wanted to maybe maybe that's that's a possibility but love story with her and vision kind of beginning was nice yeah. it'd be good to see that because again in my mind i don't know most folks i think when they think scarlet witch and vision they think of them as a couple whether they're married or not i know now in the comics they're divorced and him yeah split off and it's gone it's gone haywire but i think most folks what they, what they picture in their head are them two together as a couple and if you're only doing a movie every three to five years why are you gonna mess with people's heads seriously but that's gonna bring us out of civil war the movie and bring us to Civil War number zero, which hit comic book shelves here start of May. Haven't read it yet, haven't picked it up, but it's a nice tie-in for everything. Go to your shop, pick it up, read it. Seems an intriguing story. Egypt, what do you know about it so far since I don't think you've read it either? Right? I haven't read the new uh, Civil, War, Civil War II. Um, I know the premise is mostly focused on it, what seems to me is Miss Marvel versus Tony. And Miss Marvel is doing something tied in with the Inhumans. Yeah, and trying to, to make some things happen. And it's a new Inhuman that apparently has like the forethought to see stuff that'll happen in the future, kind of like Minority Report. <laughs> and that's basically what it's already been compared to way too much because just reading the reviews and what they're setting up, it is. It basically is. I have fun with. Tony basically swapping sides and saying, no, we shouldn't, you know, be controlled and, and free destiny and everything Captain America would be about. And Captain Marvel being the one that says, hey, we need to use this to stop as much bad stuff before it happens. I'm hearing so that there's some Thanos in it. Like, and again, we haven't read it. So this is just what we've been hearing and, you know, like seeing on all of the Internet or the social media pages. I'm stoked for this because I love Tony and. Which is funny, because a couple, I want to say even like during Age of Ultron, I was all cap, and I don't know what happened or when this happened, but I have flipped over to completely Team Iron Man. <laughs> I don't know how this even happened. Well, that's true. But if you haven't picked it up, go get it. Looks good. It's in our box at the Comic Cut. So we will give you an actual review of it once we actually read it. And I expect you guys to go to your local comic store or hop onto your online apps, buy it. Read it, because it's got to be good reading. Anytime you can bring the whole Marvel Universe together to tell a story, you should do so. I mean, I'm reading the uh, uh, comic edition of the Spider-Girls crossover that's oh, got Spider-Gwen. Nice. Is it the Spider-Verse? It's Spider-Women. Oh. So it's Silk, Spider-Gwen. It's it's an awesome kind of time. I haven't even touched so that far. one. Yet. I've got the first four issues, because that's all that came out in April. Then we got May doing another four issues, and that's an eight-part crossover. Looks pretty good. Looks fun so far. But next up, to keep our Civil War alive going, we have all our fun app games that we're playing. You know, because they all tried to tie into the movies because everybody likes money. Everybody so, likes money. 
You want to talk about Alliance 2 since I haven't been playing Alliance 2's piece of the crossover and what you think of that? I don't think, honestly, I kind of want to discredit it. I've lost interest in this game. It's good. It's interesting. It's a little bit more, it's more of a turn-based game, which I've enjoyed, but Future Fight has stole my attention. (laughs) It's the best. As far as mobile gaming, um, it outdoes anything DC's done in knowing, you know, you guys know I'm a huge DC advocate. I was huge on Injustice, but other than that, DC has not been pumping out good mobile gaming. Um, so with Future Fight and Alliance 2 and what a, what's Contest, the, of, Contest Champions. of Champions, they tie in every single movie to their universe. Like And Avengers Academy, I've been playing Avengers Academy because my six-year-old loves it. And their tie-in is great because you get some new characters. I mean, I'm working on unlocking Black Panther right now and that. You can get Wonder Man. There's a lot of fun stuff, though. They'll let you buy if they let you. Contest of Champions even does theirs pretty good, where they make a story arc for Spider-Man or for Iron Man, whichever way you're going. And then Future Fight. Future Fight did it big. They did. It was possibly one of the biggest updates I've seen in a while. Because they did their Journey of Growth thing for their one-year anniversary while overlapping with the Civil War. So you already had everybody hop into playing because you were giving away so much stuff to your players. And then the Civil War just happened to tie into it, and they brought crossbones in. And you can, I mean, Egypt's got them up to five stars already. I've got them at four. Yeah, I'm, I'm not far away from maxing this guy We out. still got a couple, three days to pull this off. So definitely hop on your, your app games and play. Dark X-Force is our uh, clan if you want to hop on in future fights. Shoot, us, shoot us an invite. We will love to have you. And that's going to bring us next into the movie line. Next up, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> the, the Sorry. More, I, can't, I can't help it. The more previews I see, the, the less I like and want to go see this. Because, I mean, so here's, here's what I've got. And you can tell me if I'm wrong as far as X-Men goes. But we've got... The Four Horsemen of Apocalypse, as I've identified them from the trailer, Magneto, Psylocke, Storm, Angel. Yeah. Which so Angel's the only one that's Angel's ever, the only one that's been, ever been. Yeah. yeah. And then on the X-Men side, you have Professor X going through whatever drama Professor X is going through. Because he's always going through Because he's always going through drama. So you have Mystique leading the X-Men. Now, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, and I haven't read recent X-Men comics in a while, but I don't really remember when Mystique was an X-Men. Ever. Let alone a leader of X-Men. Like, if you wanted to plug Emma Frost in there... That'd be fine. I'd buy that. Yeah. Because she's been the headmistress before. Yeah, that's totally fine. She's ran Xavier's school for Gifted Youngsters. She almost got married to Scott. I was say, dating at the very least for an extended period I know they were together for a while, but then I think the whole, um, what was it? Another clone Phoenix, of Jean Grey came back and the it whole threw return of, out. I think it was the return of the Phoenix Force is what broke them up. Uh-huh, I'd buy that. Yeah, the whole Avengers vs. X-Men, they were together, and then I know once the Phoenix Force fully took possession of Cyclops, I think he kind of just went on the deep end there, and I think that's what broke them up. Again, I could be completely wrong. We could be completely wrong on this. But anywho. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So next up on the gauntlet, something near and dear to Egypt's heart. A certain gaming thing just became available on Xbox, which makes his world a better place because both of us are Xbox players. 
but he is our DC dork. So, uh, um, so recently, I want to say like maybe five days ago, uh, they released DC Universe Online, which if you didn't ever, if you haven't heard of DC Universe Online, it's been out for about five years now. It came out on PC and PlayStation. For being five years old, I am addicted to this game. It's a great MMO. You really get to create your own hero. You choose between hero or villain, and then you break it down. You could be a speedster. You could be a Green Lantern. You can use flight. You can be... I mean, you can literally create any character. And I can't even lie. There's a part of me that giggles every time I see somebody who makes like a Magneto or something in the game showing up to the DC universe <laughs> online, just corrupting it. I'm just like, that's hilarious. Because the customization in this game... And I am such a sucker for games where you can create something and then become attached to it. And this one, there's really no limits. You can make any character you can think of. Oh, yeah. I'm on board. I haven't hopped onto it yet. But just you talking about it makes me excited because anytime, again, the customization yeah. stuff. I love customization. That was, that was one of my favorite things about Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind yes. was you could build your class you could build weapons you could build spells you could build potions you could build everything, everything you wanted if only they had the visuals of skyrim to go with it oh right it would have won game of eternity because people would still be playing it because it'd be that awesome so yeah i'm on board i'm gonna hop on see what dreams come true we'll give you an update on that after the next podcast after uh, age of apocalypse see what see what we uh, managed to pull together see what fun we're having Next up, since we've got so much that happened in the DC movie universe and the Marvel universe, we're going to do a couple minutes on each to kind of see where we want to go with it, what we're excited for, what we'd love to see just in general. Because, I mean, I know with DC, Bruce Wayne or uh, Ben Affleck got on to executive produce at Justice League. And thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and, you know, you don't really know. They haven't announced too much of what DC's planning after Justice League. They've got a little bit of hinters the, out. Yeah, kind of feeling around. But I haven't seen anything set in stone other than and Marvel's a handful of things. Phase 3 and 4 seems to be completely up in the air with ideas coming out all the time. So starting with the DC universe, movies or TV, what would you love to see, Egypt, on, on coming out well, in the next – Three-ish years. Three-ish years. Well, Ezra Miller's Flash is the biggest thing for me that's like, don't mess this up. The movie. This is the movie for me. Like, I'm excited for Justice League. Not as excited for Flash. Like, I don't know what it is. It's always been Batman and Flash for me. I want to see them do a Flashpoint Paradox. If they can pull off the Flashpoint Paradox and still keep um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because Jeffrey Dean Morgan was Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman versus Superman. He was also the comedian in The Watchmen. He would be a great Thomas Wayne in it because in Flashpoint Paradox, it wasn't the Waynes who died. It was Bruce who died, which in terms led for Thomas Wayne to become Batman. And because the death of watching her child die, Martha Wayne snaps and becomes that universe's Joker. I would absolutely love to see them somehow tie that in Mostly because Jeffrey Dean Morgan could be a Batman. Like, I would love to see him be that cool. darker Batman with pistols that kills people. Yeah. I would be interested to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I I know I'd love to see just the Batverse in general. Like, if you could have uh, a Nightwing leads the Robins kind of movie Teen or Titans. show. Almost Teen Titans, but but not. Just, just the Bat family. 
like just Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl as like a little crime fighting force that Batman plugs in from time to time in. You know, that'd be cool. I know I'd be excited to see a uh, Booster Gold Blue Beetle TV show. I think that'd be great. 30-minute episodes or, or hour episodes, I think that'd be a great show that'd be funny, fighty, do all the fun stuff you expect I, out of Booster Gold. With the Booster Gold Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle team up, I would love to see Booster Gold narrate each episode about like how awesome and epic each mission went and then just show them getting their ass kicked like the entire over episode and over. basically and he's like yeah we handled it no problem boost it goes <laughs> <laughs> for sure that's that's exactly the kind of thing and campy greatness i'd be looking forward so next up we got a little bit about the marvel stuff and if you hear some jibber jabber in the background we do have one of our uh, comic kids joining us she might, you know, make a little bit of noise and, and cause some trouble. So don't worry about that. Just uh, enjoying the game. Say hi, Zoe. She's a little shy yep, right now. Yep, that's all we yep. got. For there, there she is. That's about right. Uh, so on the Marvel Universe, I mean, they've talked Phase 3 and Phase 4. They've canceled or pushed back Gambit and Inhumans. They've talked about Black Widow. They've talked about Deadpool 2. They've talked about X-Force. They've talked about... Um, all kinds of stuff. There's there's a there's, lot going there's on. Way, there's way too much to kind of get to the tip of the iceberg. What would you love to see and why coming out that we haven't necessarily seen before that may have been an announcement but hasn't come out yet? I want to see the X-Force. Hands down, I want to see Cable in the X-Force with Wolverine, Psylocke, um, Wolverine, Psylocke, Angel, or Archangel, depending on which. Domino. Domino, of course. I love Shatterstar. I just want to see Wolverine and Domino together mixed in with a little bit of Deadpool. That would just be great. Like, I really want to see her luck power on the big screen. Like, For sure. Like, how they would tie that in. You know, she shoots a random bullet that bounces off the wall, bounces off a railing, straight into some dude's ear does, or something. Does the old Larry Bird Magic Johnson right. off goes his head, <laughs> over the rafters, off-ronald, <laughs> nothing but net. That would be awesome. That, that would be nice, some domino action like that. I know for me, I am really looking forward to just the cosmic stuff, like how they bring the Kree into it and the Black Widow standalone and those kind of things. I really, I mean, you can say it's looking for girl power, but just getting a little diversity in the heroes out there would be awesome. If you did a uh, uh, Secret Invasion would be cool. Secret in, The Secret Wars would be awesome. I've watched the cartoon, and if you did the Hulk Agents of Smash, that wouldn't like be bad. Movie, that wouldn't be bad. I'd be okay with that because that's A Bomb, She Hulk, Scar, Red Hulk, and Hulk. I'd have fun. It, it's I'd not fun sticky and campy in the show, but to see to see something like that where you're thinking outside of the box would be awesome. And and maybe um, a Thunderbolts with General Ross and Agent Venom. Thunderbolts those, would be fun. And that kind of thing where you've got bad guys playing good government stooges or something like that. Would be I great. think if they did the Thunderbolts, though, they would have to go Netflix, though. With having Elektra, Punisher, and Daredevil all on Netflix, they'd have to. Yeah, that could make sense. But that they'd could... have to take the Thunderbolt Ross from the movie universe, and somehow, I don't know how Maybe. they would work that. But you anyways. can recast it. Worst things have happened than a recasting. Right. 
But anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this lovely episode. We will catch you all on the flip side after X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Hopefully we withstand the earth-shattering greatness that is it. And remember, now that we've got our political candidates seaming up, you may have to just vote for Stan the Man. <laughs> Let's go, Stan. Before we sign off, we'll discuss the beer one ever last time. What, what's your thoughts? Always love Lagunitas. Always love Hop Stupid. It doesn't punch as hard as it used to, or my palate has since refined. But it is definitely still a solid beer. Worth drinking. If you see it anywhere, for no other reason, drink it because it's called Hop Stupid. I think that's a good enough reason. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>